Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there, and welcome to School of Sellers. I am Erin Waters, and I am so glad to be talking to you today. Last week, if you tuned in, you know that we talked about the ultimate to-do list makeover. And if you have not listened yet, to give a quick recap, starting in 2020, we are only scheduling things that matter. Revolutionary, right? Now, once you have your to-do list ready to go and you have done this amazing, quick and simple makeover, it shouldn't take long to decide what needs to be done. Once you have nailed down exactly what matters and what should be done on a day-to-day basis, and what doesn't matter and is not deserving of your attention, it's time to think about how you are going to schedule your time. So now that you have the tasks that you need to do, how are you going to use the time that you have to do those tasks? Because there's still a little bit of tweaking that needs to be done in order to make sure that you are using your very precious time as smart as possible. Recently, I had the pleasure of speaking to a group of teacher sellers on a one-to-one basis, and I just wanted to ask them some questions about how they approach their business, because it's fascinating to me to hear how other people do things when we're all in the same business, but we all have our own way of doing things. One of the most eye-opening things that I learned from those conversations was that we all have very different definitions of what work time means to us. I know that we all have work time in our schedule because work time is when we come home from our teaching job and we tell ourselves we're going to grab our laptop and get some work done, right? We're in work time, we're in TPT mode, and we're ready to do this thing. Maybe you're a full-time TPT seller and work time is your entire work day or certain chunks of your day. Maybe you're a stay-at-home parent who also TPTs during the day and your work time is during your children's naps, right? Work time happens at different times for all of us, and the way it happens is very different. Like I've mentioned previously, I have done this TPT thing through very different seasons of life. I started when I was a brand new teacher and was working sometimes 12 hours in my classroom every day. I've TPT'd while pregnant. I've TPT'd while on maternity leave. I've TPT'd while being a stay-at-home parent to two little ones. And now I'm in the season of life where I TPT full time. My kids are still at home, but my husband is also home. So we share the responsibility of childcare. However, he is the one that watches them and takes care of them mostly. So my workday is very much a full time gig at this point in my life. With that being said, I have discovered that the way I spend my time really depends on the task that's at hand. Even though my teacher seller business is now something I do full time, I have started to expand it and I have some pretty large projects that I'm working on. So the way I use my time and the way I use it wisely is something that's really important to me. I have realized this year that my to-do list is directly correlated to the time and energy that each task will require of me. And let's start with time because that's the more black and white part of this plan. Obviously, when you sit down to do a task, you know 
about how long it's going to take you because it's likely a task that you've completed before, especially in the teacher seller business. We tend to do a lot of the same tasks over and over, right? Writing a blog post, creating social media posts, making a preview for our product. It's all things we've done before. It's super important to be realistic about the time that it's going to take to complete a task because this is one of the biggest problems we have when we're making our to-do list. We tell ourselves we're going to complete one thing and we give ourselves maybe an hour to do it, but in reality, we know it's an all-day affair. Just because you write something down on your to-do list because you know it needs done doesn't necessarily make it true that it's going to happen. A lot of times we will put something on our list because just writing it down makes us feel better. Like maybe at night I write down that I'm going to write three blog posts the next day. And that makes me feel really good at the time. But then the next day I'm like, wait a minute, there's no way I can write three blog posts from start to finish with the time that I have today. And then I don't feel so good, but it does make us feel better in the short term. So as hard as it is, it's really important to be realistic with that time. And something I've done in the past with certain tasks, not with every single thing, is to do time trials. If I'm going to sit down and make an outline for a blog post anyway, then I'm going to sit down and time how long it takes me to do that. And I start to get a more realistic picture of how long each little task is going to take. So that way, when I do write my to-do list the night before or the week before, I can be more real about the time that I need in my schedule to do those things. And I'm going to sound like a crazy person here for a minute, but even something like, okay, so I work out in the mornings. I go to a 6.15 workout and I get home around 7.20 because the gym is right around the corner from my house, which is super nice. And I hate getting ready. Like I love having my hair done and a little bit of makeup on during the day because it makes me feel better, but I hate the actual process of getting ready. Like I wish I could just snap my fingers and have it be done, but it makes me feel good. So it's worth the time in my schedule to get myself together to some degree every single day. So the other morning I was like, you know what? I bet this is not taking me as long as I feel like it is. So I looked at the time, I noted the time and I got in the shower and I was drying my hair. I did my makeup and I looked down at my phone when I was done and I realized, holy cow, I can get showered. I can dry my hair. I can run a straightener through it and even throw on a little bit of makeup and get dressed in about 30 minutes. And to me, that made me feel better about the time I was taking out of my schedule because it was worth it. And I finally know that I have that amount of time in my schedule to do that every day. And I can be realistic when I say that I'm going to start my workday at eight. I can actually start my workday at eight because I know how long it's going to take me to get to the point where I am ready for the day. Now, I realize that's a really silly example and something that's not very important to my business, but it's a good example because it's something I do every day and it's something that I need to plan for in my day. So you could do the same thing with anything you do in your business. Maybe you're going to time yourself to see how long it takes to set up your emails for the month. If you send out an email newsletter, how long does it take you from start to finish to do an entire month's worth of emails or even just one email? Maybe you're going to time yourself to see how long it takes to plan out your blog content for the next few weeks or the next few months. The more idea and the more accurate idea of the time that you're using and the time that you need will translate into a more productive work time. 
The moral of the story here is, and this is even if you choose not to time yourself, is don't lie to yourself. You know if something's going to take longer than you say it's going to. So be realistic. There's nothing good that's going to come out of lying to yourself about the amount of time something's going to take. Now, the more complicated issue here is the type of energy that these tasks are going to take you. So we know that when we look at our to-do list, whether it's for the day, the week, or the month, we know that all tasks are not created equal. Writing a blog post is definitely not the same thing as scheduling social media posts. Writing an email sequence is not even close to the same thing as creating a product or product preview. That's because every task on our to-do list requires a different type of energy and a different amount of energy. And something that has made a huge, huge deal for my business is taking the tasks and grouping them according to what type of energy they are going to require of me. If you attended my session in Austin, you may have heard of a couple of these categories during my presentation, but I wanted to give you a quick rundown of the way I think of my to-do tasks, and hopefully it can help you when you schedule your time. So one of my favorite type of tasks is what I call Netflix and chill tasks. These are things you can do that are pretty mindless. You can do them while watching shows on TV. You can do them while listening to podcasts. But the bottom line is that they don't require a lot of brain power, if any brain power. Now, these are tasks you can do if you are TPT full-time and you want to still be productive in your off time. Or for those of you who are teaching, those nights that you come home and you know you have to work on TPT, but you really just don't feel like it, the Netflix and chill tasks are your best friends. Now, these tasks might be things that require data entry, checking in on social media, maybe going into your groups or your posts and responding to a couple comments. Maybe it's filling in a template that you have for product previews or a product that you're making, something like that. Now, here's what it's not. You're not going to be creating a complicated email funnel or proofreading a product because those things require closer attention. Netflix and chill tasks are very mindless and very easy. One of my favorite Netflix and chill tasks are designing posts for social media. So I'll put on Schitt's Creek. That's our current go-to show right now. And after the kids are in bed, I'll lay on the couch and I will open up Canva, one of my favorite programs ever, and I will design images for social media. I already have templates made, so I'm just scrolling through the different templates and entering different ideas and images and words that I can think of. If I get three done, great. If I get 10 done, awesome. The point is, these weren't regularly scheduled tasks on my to-do list. It's just something I decided, hey, I feel like doing something, but I don't really feel like doing doing something. The next way I group my tasks, and I really couldn't think of a better name for these, but basically those must-do tasks that you just get filled with dread when you think of them, I call them the FML tasks, if you know what that means. I'm not going to spell it out or say it out in case you have kids in the car or something, but that's how I feel when I think about these tasks. And these are the undesirables, right? Working on a growing bundle. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on growing bundles. Or one of our all-time favorites, answering your Q&As on TPT. I would rather claw my eyes out 
then answer my Q&As. That's just the truth of the matter. Because these tasks are so undesirable, these are tasks that I sit down and force myself to do and I set a timer. I say, okay, I know I can do this in 10 minutes. I'm just going to get it done. It's like, you know, kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid. Just do it fast. Just get it over with. And I can move on to something more pleasant. Obviously, something like a growing bundle would require more time, but these are ones I have to actively force myself to do and give myself a time limit or else I know they won't get done. If I know that it will be done in this certain amount of time, it's a lot easier to stomach the idea of doing that task than just starting my day with that task. Usually I save these tasks for the later part of my day when I'm not feeling super creative, not feeling super motivated. If I'm going to be mad and annoyed by a task, I might as well do it during my lowest point of the day, right? Let's just get it all the bad stuff over with at once. The last group of tasks that I want to talk about today are what I call Picasso tasks. And I have to be in super creative Picasso mode in order to do these tasks. These are the jobs that require the most of my creativity, things like writing a blog post or writing an email. Basically, any copywriting tasks fall under Picasso mode. And I attack these tasks first thing in the morning as soon as I've had my coffee because I know that I'm the most creative, I come up with the best ideas, and I am the most efficient first thing in the morning. That might differ for you, but I guarantee you have tasks on your list that require creativity more than others. Now that I've shared my categories with you, you're probably thinking of categories that you can add to that list. Maybe you need a category that is all about things you can do with your kids around because we know that it's very different what we can do with our kids around versus when they're not around. Maybe you need a list of tasks that you know you can only complete when the house is empty and quiet and the kids are gone and you have full silence and focus. Think about your own categories and what they entail and make a quick list and then Either make a brain dump of all the things that you have to do or return to your list that you came up with for the priority plan and think about what category each task goes in. I have an Airtable spreadsheet. If you don't use Airtable, I highly recommend it. It is one of my favorite tools and it's free. I have an Airtable spreadsheet where I have all of my tasks listed and I have a checkbox that shows me what kind of task each one is. So if I sit down at night and I think, you know what, I kind of want to do something right now while I watch TV. I simply go to my Airtable spreadsheet and I filter out the results so that I can only see the Netflix and chill tasks and I can easily pick which one I want to do at that very moment. Same with when you're planning your to-do list. When you're planning for the next morning, you're going to go to your Airtable spreadsheet, filter out so that you can only see the Picasso tasks and you can decide how you want to start your day. You can use the spreadsheet however you want, but it is a super easy, awesome way of knowing which tasks you should be completing during which part of your day. I'm going to share with you my exact spreadsheet and you can make a copy and save it for yourself. You can add to it. You can take things away, but you can get it at aaronmwaters.com slash work smarter, and you can access the work smarter spreadsheet so that you can start planning your time so it works best for you. There's nothing that feels better than working and working wisely. 
That is all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in at School of Sellers. I will be doing a video tutorial of how to filter out your Airtable tasks over at our School of Sellers Facebook group. So if you haven't yet joined us in our group, I highly recommend going over and joining. Thank you again. It has been a pleasure and I will talk to you next week. And action.